You are listening to the Ditch the Budget podcast, and I'm your host, Heidi Ramore. I'm a wife, a mom of two young boys, and I've spent the last 17 years in financial services as a licensed financial planner, insurance specialist, and debt crusher. My goal is to show you that there's more to life than counting calories and paying bills, and that you truly can get out of debt and build wealth without the restrictive budgets and complicated spreadsheets. So if you're ready to reduce your financial stress and truly live the life of your dreams, then tune in and let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ditch the Budget podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Ramore, and I have a special guest with me today. We're doing something a little bit different today, and I have Christina Slayback with me, and we're going to dive into some travel rewards credit cards because I know you guys all love these things, and I'll admit I love travel rewards too. But what I think Christina's message is going to be today is very insightful into how to get them, how to use them, how do you, you know, how they can really enhance some of the joy in your life. Christina, welcome to the podcast. Maybe you can just start out and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Ah, thank you so much for having me, Heidi. I'm excited for our conversation. So a little background about me. I am a mom, a business professional. I'm working on some stuff on the side. I have two young kids that we homeschool. And we have really just been focusing the last years on like increasing our joy and our adventure in our lives and really trying to lean into our kids are still fairly young. So especially right now, like just being able to really appreciate and experience all of that. Um, so we are just really embracing all of that. And this is one of the ways that we've done that. Amazing. I love that. And I know you help coach women primarily in how to have that same experience and increasing their joy and I find when I'm working with clients, one of the big things that comes up for them is connection and time with their family. And a lot of times they want to achieve that by going on a vacation or traveling in some way. And so inevitably I am building into their cash flow plans, how to make that a reality and make that one of the things. And, you know, if you've been following me for a little bit, you know, that I am very comfortable with debt. And when I say that, I mean, debt doesn't need to be this scary word, doesn't need to be any mean anything about you negatively. To me, really, debt is just a choice to pay things over time. Where debt becomes a problem is when it's not manageable. And when you're throwing things on your credit card for the points, which we'll get into, distracted a little bit by the shiny object, that's where debt can really lead you down a path that I think can get people obviously into a lot of trouble. So my go-to is to usually say for clients, especially when they're first starting out, let's look at your cash flow. Let's look at, you know, do you have a problem with debt or challenges with debt and really look at how do we manage that? But for some clients, they continue to use their credit card just like normal. And that's fine. We, you know, definitely proponent of that over here. One of the questions that I always get asked is, should I use a travel reward card or not even just travel rewards, but just rewards in general? Because they tend to have, and I know you're going to dive into this, but they tend to have a little bit of a higher annual fee. There's some things that you got to watch out for and look for. And I will just preface this by saying, you know, we're not advocating any one way to do this. We're not saying go throw a whole bunch of stuff on your credit card to get the points to achieve some of these things. But absolutely, if, you know, traveling and if you're able to manage the, I guess, the the debt or the credit 
by paying it off every month or paying it off on a, a, a timely basis, then this might be a really good strategy for you. But I wanted to just dive in because there's so many ways that you can, that I'm sure you're going to get into, but how, first of all, can somebody get started and what are some things that they can look out for when they're using like a rewards credit card? Yeah. So I think that the first thing is when you're looking at uh, rewards credit cards in general, you really have to make sure that it's going to fit your lifestyle. So make, make what makes the most sense for you. So for us, we love to travel. So travel rewards makes the most sense for us to do that. And usually you get a better value when you're going travel rewards than than you would with just like a typical cash back. So that makes the most sense for us. Now, I completely agree with you to be managing your debt and really have a good control of your budget to begin with. And I know you help people with that before you start to dabble into any of this stuff because it can get it can get a little much. And especially if you're really excited and just trying to get those points. So what we have done is that we manage it and put just our everyday spending on our cards and then would pay it off at the end of the month or whatever the statement would come due. So it's not that we're paying necessarily extra or we're putting extra towards it, but we just manage it and put as many of our things that we can put of our everyday spending onto those credit cards rather than just coming out of our checking account. So we are getting that additional, those additional perks from it. And I would say that starting out, you definitely want to look at what your goals are. And so for us, looking at where we want to go, how we want to spend it. So I like to do flights. You can do flights, you can do hotels, you can do all kinds of things with your rewards. But looking at the carriers that you use, and there's some alliance partners that you can get, and you can kind of really delve into all of this stuff and get more information. I'm not going to do that. But looking at who you typically like to fly with or what hotel partners you want to do and getting some information and then starting there. Also, there's some cards that have partners and they have a bunch of partners that you can transfer to. So Chase is a good one to start with. They have a lot of card options and their sign-up bonus is usually pretty good for that. And that's what we would do is we would go for the sign-up bonus and then you can, you know, get a large amount of points right away and then move on from there. So it really depends on what you want to do and what your goals are. So I would be cognizant of that and then looking at the annual fees because some of them can have, you know, multiple hundred dollars in annual fees. We haven't found that that's necessary for anything that we've, we're doing. But if you're somebody that uses a lot of allowances or travels, like, you know, they have these additional perks that may make sense for you. But I would definitely get started with lower interest. Sometimes the annual fees waived and really just finding something that aligns directly with something that you're trying to do. I love that. And I think that's a really good tip to start dabbling in this is take those everyday expenses that you're already going to be spending your money on. And instead of it going on maybe a, a neutral credit card that doesn't offer any of those perks, or it's a, it is coming from a checking or a savings account and really making sure that, okay, if I'm putting it on this rewards card, I'm taking the money from my checking account where that money was going to come from originally. And I'm just changing that behavior. So the money is still being spent, so to speak. But let's say, for example, this is something my husband and I do is we will do our groceries online. And when you do that, obviously you need a credit card. So we'll use our rewards card for that. And immediately what I'll do is I'll just take the money out of my bank account and I'll just throw it on however much that bill was. So I'm not even necessarily thinking about it. And I'm not, I don't wait till the end of the month. I actually do it right at that time. Because for me, when the money goes out of my account, like it can't be spent in another way which is really helpful for me. So I think 
using those everyday expenses to kind of get started with this is a really good first place to start. You mentioned, you know, the annual fee and some of the sign-up bonuses. So I think, you know, I'm obviously here in Canada and one of the things, you know, there are lots of credit cards that offer those sign-up bonuses for points. One that I just saw was CIBC does one, RBC has a good Avion program. And, you know, obviously I'm not recommending any of those. You have to really look into what makes sense for you. But it is important to be cognizant of those annual fees because some of them can be really, really high and they might get waived that first year and then you forget about it. So I would say look into that and let's say the annual fee is 120 bucks. Put aside $10 every single month so that by the time that annual fee comes around next year, because it was waived for a year, you have that $120 saved and you can just pay for that annual fee. And, you know, 10 bucks a month is not something that usually will break somebody's budget. So I think that's a really, really good place to start. So we've got, we've done some research. We found a rewards card that works for us. Then what? What happens next? How do you, how do you start to use some of these points? Yeah. So when you're looking at your your information and you're looking at your research, I would definitely look into what the policies are in terms of actually redeeming your rewards. Some of them will have expiration dates for a time period of when you have to use your rewards. Some of them will have blackout dates and, and things where it makes it harder to use your rewards. So again, looking at them, but there are a lot of providers that do have a lot more open the ability to be able to do that. So if you're planning for, some people do it where they're planning for a specific trip. So let's say you're planning a trip to Disney or whatever it might be. You can actually start planning ahead of time as you're doing your budgeting, your sinking funds and all of that and and see what carriers and things would be able to help with that to be able to get those cards, to get those points. So I would either do it for something specific or if you're being a little bit more general that you do start to plan and be able to use that because you don't want to have those rewards just sitting in your account and then, you know, eventually for whatever reason, you're not able to use them or they're just sitting there and there's no use for it. Or they expire, right? That is a bummer. (laughs) And then you have nothing. And then you pay the annual fee and you have nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's definitely like a churn and burn. So, you know, you get them and then you you use them. As, and I would do it pretty frequently. Like we will usually try to use them within the year and just kind of keep keep going on rotation with that. Um, and I, yeah, and I think what's really nice about some of these rewards, because I know when I first started my travel reward journey, it was probably I was in my like early 20s. And I really didn't know, I really didn't understand how to use them. And I found, so I actually did have points expire on me. And I was like, what? I didn't know that was going to happen. So that was one thing. The other thing I was shocked for was that annual fee when it came up after the wave. So we talked about that. And then the other one was, you know, around the taxes and some of the extras that that you have to pay. So it's just being mindful of okay, if this trip is going to happen, I actually go and do this. I go and plan a trip and I see how many points does it require so that I can really look at, well, what's my average spending on my card? When do I think I can take that trip? And what do the taxes look like today if I was to do that trip? And that way I can, you know, if the taxes are going to be $500 that is not covered by your points, it's looking at, okay, well, again, creating a, a travel sinking fund. And so for anybody that's not, doesn't remember what a sinking fund is. I feel like I talk about this all the time, but it's essentially taking 
a budgeted amount. So for example, the taxes, if it's $500 and you have, let's say, a trip coming up in six months, well, you take that $500 and you divide it by six. So what's that? My trusty calculator. It's $84.8333 a month. So just round it up to $84. So you would just every, you know, and if you get paid twice, twice a month, every two weeks, it would be $42 just going from every paycheck going into this account to pay those taxes. I think that is going to be really important. And then now you've booked your trip on points or your travel, and it doesn't have to be this big grand, you know, across the country, international trip. It could literally be a weekend away somewhere, maybe a, a rental car or something like that. Maybe some gas cards in there. There's so many things that you can do, which I think is a largely untapped market. And you said something to me a little while ago about how you and your partner have not paid for travel in how many years? Like, well, we haven't paid for flights. I won't, I won't pay travel okay. lately, but we haven't paid for flights. And I, I said, you know, I have to preface it with 2000 or 2020, you know, we didn't go anywhere. But we didn't, we didn't pay for, we haven't paid for flights in probably the last three and a half years. Amazing. And that has included, you know, we've gone to Hawaii, we've gone to, you know, a bunch of different ones. And we usually will go take trips a few times a year, at least, because we do enjoy travel. But I think to your point, too, we do have a sinking fund. So just because your flights are covered or you can get your hotel covered, you know, we've done flight air, we've done trips where everything's been covered, basically. But you still have food and you still have Uber if you want to get somewhere or you have ambition and stuff. So still making sure that you're having that money set aside and making sure that you're not just like, oh, it's a free trip. and then you wind up with all these extra expenses. Exactly. And I think it's it's really great to have that sinking fund, but then you don't want to use that sinking fund for that purchase. So what I mean by that is, so let's say you have your sinking fund all set up for your taxes, right? So that's already done. Well, put your taxes on your card so that you can get the points for that. And then you have the money already saved and then you're able to just pay off that that $500 tax bill, let's say. Or your meals, put that all in the cards that you're getting the points for that, but then you have the money already saved to pay it off. I think it's just a brilliant strategy in order to really create that that joy and that connection that so many, I know so many of my clients are searching for. I know for you, you coach a lot of women through this and just creating that life that they really want and creating that joy that they really want. So I think this is amazing. Is there any... Any pitfalls that you would say to kind of look out for? The one that's coming to mind is around what happens if you have to cancel and now you've used up all these points. Is there anything around that that you can speak to? Yeah, so I think that if you do have to cancel again, it's checking with and when you're doing that that due diligence research up front of looking at some of the things and see what their policies are. A lot of times you'll just be able to get the points back into your account. And sometimes they'll let you apply those taxes, you know, those taxes and things to another flight. There's a few airlines specifically that are, I'm US-based, so that are specifically out of here that are really good about that. But other ones might be a little trickier. So making sure that you're kind of checking in with that stuff. I will say that when you are booking travel, just in general, even if you're using a sinking fund to do that, if you are able to book on a travel rewards card, you usually have a little bit more coverage for if something cancels. So for instance, we had a trip booked for Barcelona that got canceled in 2020. And that wasn't a rewards one. That was just one that we booked because we had booked it on a card when I couldn't get a hold of the airline and they wouldn't respond to me. I was able to get that refunded through the card. 
So there are some of those perks as well. But yeah, I would definitely look for like cancellation things. We talked about the annual fees and then just those expiration points. And you can always close the card at the end of it, but I would wait until that first year so that you're not getting tagged as like somebody who's just going for the points. So yeah, you're going to say this annual fee works. Yeah, this annual fee works for me now, but then I don't want to keep paying for this. Make sure you kind of give it that year. Yeah, exactly. And you have to really look at, you know, especially if your annual fee is more than like mine's $120 a year, but I know some of them can be three, four or $500 a year. So you have to really look at, am I getting the value out of this card that's worth that amount? And sometimes it's a subjective answer and, and can't really pinpoint whether or not what's right for me might not be right for you. So it is worth looking into that. But I love this idea of, you know, especially somebody who is already going to spend the money, right? So you're already spending the money at the grocery store or buying your kids clothing. Let's put it on a rewards card with the intention that we're going to take our money from our bank account and pay it off. We're going to create this sinking fund, dividing that how many months we have to save by what that that extra amount is going to be for the meals or for anything that's not covered by the rewards card. And so that we have that chunk saved. We're going to go on this beautiful travel vacation or hotel stay, or even I know some cards do experiences. So you could book like an experience with them or a gas card or things like that. I think this is a really great way that we can incorporate some of these things and pay a little bit less for it because who doesn't love that? And just to end, I think, you know, what would you say would be the best, best practice when it comes to booking some of these? Like how long out do you want to be booking some of these trips if it's a trip? You know, I think if it's something that you're pre-planning and you have a specified time period and you have a specific destination, you do want to give it that extra time. So, you know, about six months is usually pretty good. We have a little bit, we have flexibility built into our lifestyle and our schedule. So sometimes I would just look and say, hey, you know, we don't have anything going on for this month and we have some money in our sinking fund. Like, what can I do? And I would just look up and I have bought tickets for two days later with travel rewards just because I'm flexible on my destination and I'm flexible on when I'm going. And so I think that it just really depends on what you're looking at. So if you have some specific dates, you have specific destination, give it some time, build up, make a plan for what you're going to do for that. But if you do have that extra flexibility, you don't, you don't necessarily have to have it planned out. And if you're somebody that's just like, I know I want to travel, but I don't necessarily know where or whatever, that's an easy way too. You can just kind of, I would just look at what's the cheapest place where I can go and where I can do this. So yeah, yeah. you have a lot more options. I love that. Amazing. I love this conversation. So thank you so much, Christina, for sharing some of that wisdom with us. If people want to learn more about this or maybe the work that you do in creating flexibility with scheduling and just creating that joy in your life, how can somebody find you if they were looking for you? Yeah, so they can find me on Instagram at Christina Slayback and it's Christina with C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-S-L-A-B-A-C-K or they can go to christinaslayback.com and then get more information. I have some meetups coming up and I have some some personal one-on-one options too, to be able to work with people. Amazing. I love that. We'll make sure we put that all in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for joining me, Christina. This is great. And again, for anyone listening, big disclaimer, I'm not telling you to go run out and grab a credit card and start charging up those points. Take some of these points with a grain of salt. And if you ever have any questions, of course, reach out to me. If you found value in this episode, please take a screenshot of it 
throw it up in your stories. You know, we're always here for all of the things. And I will see you next time on the next episode of the Ditch the Budget podcast. Yeah. Bye, Bye Rewards aren't worth it if you're paying interest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so true. I love that. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.